podcast for curious minds. And here's your host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Justice Magic, Binaural Production Engineer, Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, Monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. Um, Kat Baldwin, author of The Forgiveness Workshop. And this show is sponsored by Tarot by Ginger. Tarotbyginger.com And if you are interested in contributing to this show, go to my website, Anything Imaginable. 2020.com and you'll find everything you need there so in our guest without further ado our guest for today is reverend michael j carter thanks for coming on my friend always a pleasure brother thanks for being patient with me in a new location uh and a new life and uh what a time we live in brother what a time what a time (laughs) what a time it is. Upheaval, economic, social, political, UFOs, <laughs> uh, new relationships. Uh, I'm telling you, it's the greatest show on earth, brother. It's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest show, man. Indeed. I'm loving it. Indeed. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I love your attitude towards it. Like a lot of people are go through all of this stuff stuck in fear. And, know, and, and, and do we do we do we learn to enjoy and then laugh and observe, or do we fear it? And sometimes you go through both, brother. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff to fear, but there's a lot of stuff. To, you know, it goes back to what you and I always talk about in one way or the other. You can't worry about the stuff you can't control. And and two things. You know, I always think of this, brother. Louis Armstrong sang a song, It's a Wonderful World. Yeah, I love that song. At that time, there was segregation. There was a world war. There were uh, uh, black folk getting lynched. Mm -hmm. There were poor white folks out there. uh, They're still uh, living below the poverty line. We always think of poverty and people of color. But it's poor white brothers, more poor white brothers. I mean, it was upheaval. Yeah. And he could still sing that song with meaning, because both things are true. You can have all this upheaval because the world has always had that. But, not but, but and, I just moved to a new house. Mm -hmm. You in a new relationship, I'm in a new relationship. I got a, I just got a a (laughs) pre-owned, I used to call them used, car. Uh Uh, I'm pretty healthy, you know, I got hay fever, didn't get COVID. So my life is good. Yeah. And if I look at most of the people of the world, I'm a billionaire. Mm-hmm. To most, you know, to the average lifestyle of people. And I'm not a billionaire. Right. But 
So, I, you know, it sounds hokey, but I try to remember those things. And then more comes. Or you can get caught up into, it's real on a certain level, this madness. And uh, you just get a choice. I can wake up and say, oh, my God, another day on the rock? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Or I can say, let's see what happens today. <laughs> let's see what happens. And, and, and it's a desert and a sea between the two attitudes. And that's the spiritual discipline. Uh, the Course in Miracles tells us the world doesn't have to change. You have to change the way you look at the world. Yeah. And ironically, by doing that, the world changes. Or as Wayne Dyer says, uh, you know, the more you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. The more you change the way you look at things. And it's not positive thinking, even though there's some involved, but that's just quantum physics. Mm-hmm. That what you look at, your percept, your the way you look at stuff affects not only your worldview, yes, but also the worldview affects you. Mm-hmm. I just try to live that, man. And I get scared, man. I moved in this house, and what little savings I had is gone. And uh, and I, I don't say that too often because I don't want to keep putting that up. But I'm trusting that other stuff will come in. A right. couple of days ago, what in April. You know, I we got the house and my savings depleted. And we, we bought the house that day. We were driving downtown. There were two homeless people, one I see all the time. And I was so busy in my stuff. And, and my, my, my partner, she was saying, hey, we're going to be okay. And I was just, and, and, and I said, you're right. And I said to myself, I'm sitting here complaining about a new home. These folks are living on the street. So I got, I had $10 in my pocket and I gave it away. Because mm-hmm. that was my remedy. Yeah. Call it down. Two days later, two churches called me. We need somebody to speak the first Sunday of the month. We know you're off the first Sunday. We'd like to have you. So job came in, two jobs came in. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, and I didn't do it for that reason. But when mm-hmm. I get tight, you know, you, when you give, it comes back around. So, uh, it works. It does it seem works. like the universe provides, you know. <laughs> Always, man. You just but but you know, the I get stuck in that, that fear, fear though. It's hard, man. It's really it's hard. hard. I was going through it the other day, and then uh, but but you know, and she goes, we help each other out. But I've been meditating on, uh, and and this this minister I don't know. She took over this church that I used to work at. She called me. She said, look, I'm going on vacation for three weeks. I know we haven't met. I'd like our congregations to get together. She said, but going away for three weeks, I need somebody to do the pastoral care, visit people in the hospital, da 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 Can you do it from July 1 to July 20th? Well, that's, that's three weeks of work. That's yeah. extra income. I said, of course I can do it. It'll be good to meet you. <laughs> so... You know, it's incredible when that happens. You know, because yeah. like you, I did, I did the same thing after my divorce. Oh. I spent all every penny I had on a house. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't want to rent. Well, I remember. I remember. And, 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 and I'm just going to buy this house. 
and I'm going to take any job I can get, whatever's <laughs> out there, whatever the universe offers me, I'm going to take it and, and, and see what happens. And, um, and really like, I mean, it's been six months now and it's still like this huge back and forth of like, Oh my God, I'm terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I did the right thing to, well, I'm still here and I'm still okay. And I still have a roof and I still have food and, yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I don't need anything. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. And, and, and it's good to, it's just trying to remember that. I mean, I was like, today, we got people upstairs, they're fixing the toilet and they're fixing this. And, you know, it's going to be about five, six hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, God. And granted, it's two people, but it's still. And then a woman called me from my church. She said, I need another Reiki session. I said, oh, really? She said, "What?" I said, what time? She said, you tell me. So Friday. Oh, no, Thursday, tomorrow. I charge $125. Mm-hmm. So it's $125. I mean, it's not $1,200. You know, you can put a couple zeros there, but my needs are being met. Yeah. Just did groceries the other day. So I take a breath. And the more I tell it to you, the more I reinforce it in myself. Same with me. You hear it. You tell her, you tell, yeah, and and next thing you know, you're just living. That's the way it rolls, brother. That's the way it rolls. Until you get to the point where where I don't worry because it's just coming in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to do footwork. You can't just go, oh, but, you know, you get taken care of. Right. And, And I think part of that, too, is, you know, I don't know if it happened. Like, I don't know with for everybody, but you know, is it, it, being open to when something comes our way, it's our job to recognize it and our job to accept it, and then put the work in to get the result. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to do the footwork. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I wrote a book on this thing, man, and sometimes I forget. I wrote that book, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, the metaphysics of spiritual healing and the power of affirmative prayer. I had to go back and go read over what I wrote. I go back and I read my book sometimes, and I can't believe I'm the person that wrote it. I'm well, like, it, it, well, I'm, like different I, I'm like, I was that positive and that at peace at, the, at that time, you know? Yeah. It's almost like I want to go back to the old version of me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that version is still there. It's just, it's buried beneath the fear. Yeah. Same with me. So, you know. I've been watching a really, I've been watching some really good uh, TV, which I usually don't, but we got one of those fire sticks. I've been watching the new Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen I'm it. I'm enjoying it. I've been watching The Man Who Fell to Earth on Showtime. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. And it's only two more episodes left. It's a 10-part uh, series. So, you know, and I remember I just started watching sci-fi about three, four years ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's nice to, you know, I sit there, I, I'm, law, I'm, I'm in the characters, I care about them, the writing's good, and I find that I forget who said it, uh, but I read it, and it resonated with me a couple months ago. Science fiction helps me to live in the present. And I said, that's an interesting statement, but I understand. 
because usually, if it's Star Trek ish or what have you, it's about a future mm-hmm. that we've gotten beyond the racism, the economic strife. It's it's a utopia in some yeah. ways. But it reminds me of what the world could be as we move forward. It gives you something to strive for. Because we're living in those times. We got facial recognition. You can speak into you got robots telling you what to do. You got, you know, all this technology that we're using for war for the most part. Yeah. Profit. So but it could be used for other things. Could be used for other things. And you know, looking listening at the hearings, I'm segueing. The UFO hearings, that, that, no big deal. They they were lying a lot. Yeah. And a lot of stuff that you wanted to hear, oh, we have to talk about that in closed session. So, you know, they're, they're lying through their teeth. Mm-hmm. But it's a first step. But this is the world we, we're trying to go to, but we, we may not have the wisdom to pull it off. I mean, yes, Elon Musk is going, wants to go to Mars and the moon and Jeff Bezos. And all, but, uh, you know, the military's got laser weapons and all this stuff. But this is the kind of world that we're we're going into. With this kind of Star Trek AI intelligence and technology. Hopefully we're ready for it. it. Yeah, people can fight it. And I get the fears. I don't it's not that people are afraid of the technology. Some are, Mm -hmm. but it's just that they're afraid it's gonna get misused. Yes. And we're gonna, you know, people are gonna be left out. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is the world we're going into. So you got to have some wisdom. Yes. You got to have some ingenuity. And you may have to have a little faith. I mean, you know, it just made me think of something like, like maybe all the turmoil that we are experiencing now is there to challenge us and make us strong enough and wise enough to handle the technologies that will come in the future. Yeah. I I agree with that. I um what can I say? Uh I I think um that we have a choice. And right now we're not making the best choices. Uh, but it's up to us. The, we can we can we can keep putting the money in the pocketbook. And we can keep using coal and all these fossil fuels and keep polluting the planet and heating it up. We can keep one percent of the world owning all this wealth and the other 99% living with their foot on with a foot on their necks mm-hmm. we can say that war is obsolete or we can destroy ourselves so I guess I say all that to say that I agree with you maybe this is all a challenge or a test but we don't seem to be able to Make the right choice. 
So maybe we've reached a point where we're kind of stuck on a hamster wheel right now and have to find our way off of it to move forward. The way is there. We know the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to stop, leaders, it's to, it's to stop wasting money the hurting each other. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Uh, 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 you know, I'm a liberal by mm-hmm. my, my political bent. Liberal and progressive. I look at this current administration, and it's not just them, because we do that here, but, you know, I get it. You just gave several million dollars to Ukraine. You can't forgive student loan debt? You can't? You You can't invest in our young people? You know, when there's need for weapons of war, Nobody mm-hmm. says, where's that money coming from? How are we going to afford that? It's like, here's a check. Just sign it. Student loan debt, investing in the future. Most civilized nations have that. Universal health care, free education, four-day work week. Women have control over their bodies. If you're pregnant, you get two, three months with pay. You can do that. And these countries still produce like any other nation. Thinking more of the Scandinavian countries, but mm-hmm. Britain, Europe, you know, only us can't do it. Can't afford to do that. And these are choices. What are your priorities? Leaders. You, you find it in Native American culture, not just any Aboriginal culture. I'm, a, I'm, I'm your leader. I'm looking, even with my church, I have to look, where do we want to be three, four, five, ten years down the line? Here, it's just where do I want to be for the next election? Yeah. How do I get the next election? There's no vision. How do I can I get rich in the time I'm in? And you can't keep doing, you know, if you want to keep on what you get, getting what you get, and keep on doing what you're doing. Einstein said oh, a lot of things, but he said that the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. And he also said you can't solve your problems from the same state of mind that created them in the first place. Right. And, and and our leaders are doing this. What do you do? You think that maybe one of the like in this country, you know, like you mentioned, these people they get in office, all they think about is staying in office and getting rich. What if they only have get, do like we do with the presidency? Eight years, you're done. You can't come back. Somebody new. Yeah, yeah. I I say. That um, we need term limits mm-hmm. because you get settled. It's like I know ministers who will do this themselves, not all, especially if you've got a big church, you're making money. But after 10 years or so, maybe eight, 10 years, 10 tops, they start moving on. Or even congregations may say, we need to, you know, because you just, doesn't mean you did a bad job. It's just we need new, fresh ideas. Yeah. You can get comfortable. But we're paying, these people are on for life. 
Yeah, it's, it's messed up. It's messed up how, yeah. like, like, like you, I'm a more of a, a liberal and, yeah. and, and, you know, with tend to lean that side. But I also get angry. Um, you know, it was, it was recently like, um, I mean, I'll just say, like, like Nancy Pelosi's husband got crashed his Porsche while drinking. And, and I looked into like, like, you know, I, was, I just got curious. I wonder how much they make. And I, and, and, and apparently like, 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 like her husband has made, you know, like, like they make like $200,000 a year or something like that being whatever. Plus whatever endorsements they have. And then there's the, um, her husband though makes millions, millions of dollars trading on the stock market. And I'm like, how can this be? Like, this is obviously like they're, you know, we we talk about inside trading and all this stuff. I mean, that's what they're doing because they're the ones setting the laws for the companies to merge or not merge or yeah, they got energy stock laws options. and all this stuff. So they know which way these markers are going to go. Uh, okay, so so it's not her doing it. Yay. But it's her husband. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and I'm not going to defend that because you can't, but it's not just him. It's My bizarre, thing yeah. is more political mm-hmm. in the sense of Biden's been a disappointment to me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I didn't vote for him. I, didn't, I voted for him because I didn't want the alternative. Right. But uh, nothing. Nothing. Show, grow a pair. Yeah. Our children are getting shot up in the schools. The conservatives say, we don't care because they're in the pockets of the NRA. Mm-hmm. The NRA and the American Medical Association are the two biggest lobbies in, the, in, in our country. I do Reiki. It's a little stronger for my contacts. Yes. If I started curing people of cancer, I'd go to jail. There'd be a problem. They wouldn't say, let's study him, let's find out, because there's so much money behind it. We don't want you doing that, okay? Biden, they're all in the pockets to a degree, but Biden has done nothing. The country's we're 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 this we're six six degrees from fascism. There's no urgency. These midterms are going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I, I don't know why either. I, I don't, I don't even it. know. I don't. I don't. Do you think they're going to prosecute Trump? No, of course not. Okay. So what's the point? What's the point of having all this? Dog and pony show. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's just more waste of money and time. Yeah. So having said that, I want to go back to what we talked about 30 minutes ago, or before we came on. That there's all that upheaval mm-hmm. and BS. And yet, you and I can talk about it for the most part. People may disagree listening and whatever, right. but you got a house, mm-hmm. you got a partner. You always got to go back to the basics because you never want to let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, I have everything that I need for today. So there's really nothing to worry about. And, and you and you're thankful for it. And for people who say if you don't like it, leave or what have you. Listen. If you didn't care about the country, you wouldn't be disappointed in it. I remember Dr. King saying that there can yes. be no great uh, uh, disappointment where there's no great love. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and the context was people talking about talking bad. He, he, what, what will you keep talking bad about America? America can be better. Listen, people are coming here as we speak, get, leaving their countries, being oppressed. Uh, um, fleeing for their lives because there is a promise here. No doubt. Yeah. But if you want to keep it, if you want to keep it, you've got to be able to look and grow and evolve and change just like individuals have to do because individuals make up the country. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned but there's, I'm not panicked. There's a part of me that says I've lived through this before maybe Mm -hmm. at another time. So I'm not, you know, panicked. I got a kid. I got a daughter. I'm going to protect her as much as I can. Make sure she has the tools. And, uh, and to enjoy my life as well. Especially for me, Gary. I mean, I'm going to be 65 in a couple of weeks. I just you, got you my medication. You don't look Thank a day you, over brother. 40. <laughs> Thank you, brother. But I got it. Thank you. I'm, I just got my Medicare card. In the in the in the mail last uh, last week, so I I got a different attitude in, at 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 sixty five than I had at maybe thirty five forty five because I wanted to change the world. Now I just want to change myself, mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I'm more philosophical about life. But why not? So. What what is it, what is the difference between changing ourselves and changing the world? That's a great question. In my opinion, we touched on it. If I change the way I look at things, the things I look at begin to change. Right? Yes. We've been talking about this the whole time. It doesn't mean that I deny that there's upheaval, that there's economic injustice, racial injustice, social political stuff, uh, diseases, wars, famine. But when I change the, when I say, but I, life is still worth living, I still have love to share. I'm still open to giving and receiving love. I'm changing. Myself, mm-hmm. I can't control the nine billion people, but I control my vibration. And when I when I raise my vibration, physics tells us I do change the world yeah. because other people feel that the people there. Some people are going to be repelled by it. They'll mm-hmm. drop off because they're going to seek people on their vibration, their frequency. Yeah. But there are people who resonate with a message of love, with a message of trying to be as human, which is a message, as you can, of forgiveness. I'm going to draw that. Like when I changed my mind about my financial situation, mm-hmm. I drew in what I needed. Yes, That's the difference. Because if I keep, I can keep, see, I can keep talking about how screwed up I think everything is. 
so I don't have to look at me. <laughs> it's an easy thing to do, right? <laughs> I, know, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. But I have to remember I'm part of this. Yes. So when I say I'm going to come from no matter who Caesar is, it could be Biden now, it may be DeSantis in four years. Doesn't matter who Caesar is, mm-hmm. I'm going to be me. And I'm going to remember who I am. And I will, I will, I will navigate it. Hmm. Are you there, will navigate. Are there people yeah. in your life that help you remain you? Yes. My partner. Uh, my good friends. And by helping me remain me is when I get down, they lift me up and vice versa. Or they'll, when I get too crazy, they'll say, tone it down a bit. Come on. We're there for each other. Hmm. You know, uh, I just came back from Baltimore uh, Sunday. I went on Allegiant Thursday to see my parents. They're older. My dad's 90 almost. My mom's 87. She's a two-time cancer survivor. They're getting frailer. We have our ups and downs, but they're still here. I felt love. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of them. Bought some groceries like I usually do. Took them to dinner or brought dinner to them. Got to hug them. They met my new partner. Uh, they, they, they get to see their granddaughter, my daughter again. It's not stopping the war in Ukraine, but it's what I can do. Yeah. To contribute mm-hmm. to raising the frequency. That's enough. Mother Teresa said it. You want to change the world? Go home and love your family. On Thanksgiving, with all those different political opinions and all the different, go home and love them. Mm-hmm. That's a challenge. Not just on Thanksgiving, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it doesn't have to be grandiose. You know, you're not going to get the Nobel Prize for that. But by doing that, by by learning to be self not to have self knowledge, to to learn how I can peel the onion and be a caterpillar can become a butterfly, that's changing the world just as much as you were doing shuttle diplomacy between Ukraine, Russia, and the United States. That's doing the same thing. Just as crucial. Hmm. It's like that saying, charity starts at home. Always. Always. Interesting. So, so yeah, I mean, I completely agree by, you know, for me, there's not necessarily, I have to kind of change myself. And by changing myself, I change the perception of what I'm looking at in the world. And, you know, hopefully if my frequency is rising, maybe it'll become contagious and, other people would catch it and then it would just start working better as a collective effort rather than individual effort. Do you believe in, in that type of concept? I do believe it. Let me say, yes, I do believe it, period. But there's a trap. There's a trap there. Hmm. And the trap is this. My daughter braided my hair so tight I feel like my, I feel like I just had a facelift. I feel like my head's, I got a braid. Anyway, I believe in a concept, Barry, 
but you have to let go of strings attached. And by that, I mean, if it's not happening fast enough, why are they getting it? Yes. Well, they see, that's the trap. You have to have no strings <laughs> attached. You have to say, I'm going to be loved as much as I can. I'm going to uh, treat people. That, and that's it. You can't be watching. Are they changing yet? Are they doing what I think? You can't because you go crazy. So it has to be unconditional without expectations. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If I give you a gift and I'm waiting for you the next time to give me one back, that's not a gift. No. That's a ball and chain. Right. It's, it's just an exchange, not a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's business. It's like Christmas sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's just business, man. That's not what you want. And uh, that's hard to do, but it can be done. So, you know, you you, you got to be in it for the long run. Some of the changes we may want to see, we may not live to see. Right. That doesn't mean you don't fight for them. But, Look at the changes we have seen. You know? Economically, socially, politically, culturally. So, it's the Buddhist way of non-attachment. It doesn't mean you don't give a, a, a flying you-know-what. It just means that you give with no expectations. Because it's like you don't do good so you don't want to go to hell. Right. <laughs> you do good because good is good to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know who came up with the idea that we're going to do good things to avoid going to hell. <laughs> yeah. You just do it because it's good to do. I don't want anything in return. Hmm. So, um, with your move and your, your new relationship and everything, um, so, like, like, what challenge? I mean, other than financial, have you had to overcome any other challenges? Like, you know, just living in a new with with somebody else. You know, yes, but they're not as intense because we know ourselves more now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm a different place with my ego. She is, I'm sure, but I can't speak for her. But I can speak for me. Uh, yeah, no, you know that, and that's been part of it. It's been effortless. It hasn't been that much. It's been great. She's never lived with a man before. Hmm. She's never been married, and she never lived with a man. She was with someone for 20 years, 10 years, but they had their own home. So you could always, you know, go back to your quarters, you know? Hmm. I, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been beautiful. I know what I want. I know who I am more. I don't have to prove anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, basically it's just been, uh, for me, just learning to accept the love. I forgot who said this, but there's a, I have it hanging up upstairs. It's, it's, it wasn't T.S. Eliot. Your task is not to search for love to seek for love, your task is to seek all the ways 
you use to block it. Mm. Because on some level, a lot of us don't think we deserve love. And so we'll find ways to block it. It could be someone giving you a compliment. Mm -hmm. It's a nice, lovely shirt. Thank you, but it's old. Yeah, I got that. It's old. I mean, you know, block it. Can't accept the good. Uh, that's a small example, but someone gets you something. Someone does something nice for you, and you're already thinking of ways you can return it, the favor, the gift, instead of just accepting it. There are no strings at that. Uh, so those are the things I look out for for me. Learning to accept. I don't have to give back. I don't have to uh, make the score even. Just accept. And when the time is right and if I move to give or what have you, you do it. But just accepting the good that comes. I remember when I was doing these money conscious things, uh, consciousness, um, and, 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 and the minister talked about unexpected money. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm not talking about when you walk down the street and you find a dollar or you find, uh, you know, a penny. He said, when, when, when a check comes in that you weren't expecting, obviously. But he said, when someone takes you to lunch, when someone says, let me buy you dinner, that's unexpected money. Hmm. That's unexpected money. It is. Yeah, but did you did you think of it like that? I never did. No, no, I, I never did until just a second. <laughs> yeah, that's unexpected money. And there was a time when people were I was letting people take take me out to dinner and lunch. My birthday's coming up. People are gonna say, "Let me buy you a drink. Let me take you here." That's unexpected money as well. Mm -hmm. And to be open to those things and to be thankful for them, gratitude. Uh, so it, that's the change in consciousness. You think differently. We t we t we hear about wokeness, and we the the our more conservative brothers and sisters have made it something to laugh at or something you you should be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed of it, but I go back to not. I'm not ashamed of it, but let me rephrase that. I'm not ashamed of it. Period. And when they that story when they ask Buddha, who are you? I'm awake. Yeah. Are you a prophet? No, they asked him. Are you a healer? No. Are you a holy man? No. What are you? He said, I'm awake. That's who I am. So nobody's ever going to shame me about being woke. Mm. If you want to stay asleep and you're afraid of change, then stay asleep. Yeah, yeah. That, that, and that's a choice. And one of the things, too, is we can't judge the people that choose to sleep, too. No. You know? No. It's, it's, it's important for us to love them as much <laughs> as we love our fellow woke people, right? Do not, do, not, do not disturb sign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to tiptoe around you. You stay right there. I'm moving forward. You stay there. Because life moves forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, there may be little glitches and hiccups, 
But life is always going forward. Always. Always. Hmm. That's a so, great analogy. In my mind, I'm picturing like a uh, like a motel room, you know, where yeah. the maid's coming down and cleaning. I'll clean this one. I'll clean this one. Leave that one alone. <laughs> no, no, I'm still asleep. Please, I'm too tired. I just you're moving too fast for me. So yeah, yeah, you. I, I, I even go. Let's go. No wake. No wake him up. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Rip Van Winkle. Mm-hmm. And when you do wake up, the whole freaking planet has changed because you stayed there. You slept through a revolution, a revolution of values, mm-hmm. a revolution of consciousness. You, you, you stayed asleep. And nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. That's all you get is a dream. Which is a whole other topic in itself. Other realities, even it might be a dream. But <laughs> yes. well, yeah, who knows? This could be the dream, and when we die and we cross over, then we wake, wake up to real life. You yeah, know? we don't know. <laughs> we don't know, but we don't remember. But we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, you know, you just—I don't know, brother. <laughs> It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, bro. The, the one word that you re- just said to me that kind of stuck out too is, is you know people missing a revolution. I think <clears throat> this particular revolution might be one that's easy for people to miss because it does take in, take place inside internally in each individual rather than people running around with guns. And yeah. cannons and stuff like yeah. that. You said it. I was when, when I used that uh, phrase. I remember Dr. King wrote a sermon called um, "Some." I think it was "Falling Asleep During a Revolution" or something like that. Oh, he 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 did a talk with with that topic. But you just described the spiritual life. You just described uh, the change in consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's an inner journey, and, and and to use the Course of Miracles phrasing. It's the journey without distance. I don't have to walk all the way over there. I go inside. And that's where the revolution changes. It's a revolution. Jesus was a revolutionary. Gandhi was a revolutionary. Joan of Arc was a revolutionary. Because it's not about outside in. It's about inside out. Right? Right. It's what's inside you that informs the world around you. And people get it wrong. They're working for me outside in. When I get all this together, oh, my life's going to change. No, when you get it together in here, that's when your life changes. It's just the opposite. It's like it's like quantum. It's like quantum physics. It's like abundance. It's like what it, it, you know. What, you know whether it's UFOs or whatever. Oh, if I see it, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. No. The universe says believe. And then you'll see it. And I'll show you. And that's believe absolutely true. Yeah. But we do it the, the other way around. Oh no, no, I don't know. I gotta see it to believe. Well, come on. Yeah, like I never saw a UFO until I actually looked. I never see the air I breathe, but I, I know it's there. I guess it is. Yeah. 
I mean, wait, in the winter, I see the breath, mm-hmm. but I don't see the air, but I'm living there. I know when I come to this room, I flick the light on, I don't even think about it. The electricity the light's going to come on. Mm-hmm. So then you go from faith to knowing. See, people, uh, you know, a lot of people, well, you, I, I don't have faith. I don't need faith. Who the hell do you think you are? Well, there'll come, but there's some things I don't have to have faith in because I know, because I've experienced it. Yes. I, it's happened to me. So I don't have to have faith that it happens. I've seen it happen. We were talking about it around abundance. Mm-hmm. Well, we, well, we, well, we, there, there, what's the, what's the, the movie Dude? There's a, a phrase, fear is the ratio. <clears throat> and, uh, so when we get past the fear, when I called down in the car mm-hmm. from the fear of seeing my bank account, the illusion that there was limitation in the universe. So when my bank account went down, there was nothing else. When I said, wait a minute, take a breath, put your big boy pants on. And I gave the little bit of money I had in my pocket to people who didn't have. When I did that, it came back around. I don't have to have faith in that. I know that happens. That's a law. Yeah. That's a law. Right? Mm-hmm. It is done unto me as I believe. Okay? What goes around comes around. Call it what you will. Mm-hmm. That's a law. It's a universal law. At least in this universe. So, I don't need faith that that happens. I know. I just have to stop fearing that it won't because to know and not to do is not to know if I know that if I keep drinking all this alcohol it's going to affect my life but I don't do it oh I know it but I don't do it that means I don't know because if I do better I do better yeah and I know there's there's the, there's the dependency. I know I'm using that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm oversimplifying. It's it's a genetic thing. It's not. But to know and not to do is not to know. If I know that I keep, keep, keep uh, uh, treating my partner a certain way, it's going to affect the relationship negatively or positively. And if I don't do it, then I really don't know. Because to know something is to change your behavior. To say I'm sorry and not to change the behavior. To say I love you, but not to change the behavior. And either way is not to know. I mean, that means you, you, that, that you deliberately are not doing it. Absolutely. You know, and you know, one of the things that, that I think too is, I know for me, when I was younger, I didn't know. And that's when that's I, what being young I, is I, about. I, I struggled more. And now that yeah. I'm older, you know, I because I've had all those experiences. The faith it's, it's not a faith. It's not a belief. It's not a wish. It's it's a knowing. So you can kind of go through life a little bit easier, knowing that, um, you know, if you do the right thing, the right thing will happen. Yeah. Yes. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Not all the time. What's, what's, uh, uh, you know, Picard says in Star Trek episode, you can do everything in life correctly and still fail. 
that's not on you. That's called life. Yeah. Paraphrase. And plus, sometimes I think our perception of failure is not correct. Sometimes exactly. we have to believe even those situations are successes, but we just don't have the capacity or the, if you learn from or, or, or the viewpoint from the hindsight that yes, that was a blessing and not a failure or whatever. Yes. yes. There are a lot of things I thought I wanted, but they didn't happen, and I'm finally glad they did. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it's, and it's all part of the journey, isn't it? You know, you make mistakes, you learn from them. Hopefully, you you learn, you meet a few people, you get a few good friends if you're lucky, you learn to love, you have some good experiences. Get a partner if you need one. If you don't want one, that's fine. It's all grist for the mill. <clears throat> Again, it goes back to that quote I love. When I was young and clever, I wanted to change the world. Now I'm older, I just need to change myself. That's wisdom. Mm -hmm. Because you come to realize that you can't change the world by changing other people's behavior, but by changing your behavior. That's how it changes. It's a paradox. Yeah. Plus, you know, as, as older people, we influence some in some ways. I think purposely and unpur without purpose. Sometimes younger people they watch us to see. Yes. How we've handled things. Yeah. You know, even if they don't ask, they're, they're still watching. I think. They're always watching. I see it with my daughter. Sometimes I'll be. In, in, with other people or you know I can be with her and I'll turn and I just find her staring at me she's absorbing me she's watching me and you do that with people you, even as adults right what did Jesus say by their fruits you shall know them mm -hmm. you, 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 you listen to what people say but you watch how they live their lives because <clears throat> that tells you more than what they say how do you live how do you treat me how do you treat the animal kingdom how do you treat the earth Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it, it, there's a lot of wisdom we just talked about today, man. Yeah, it's, and it's old stuff. You just have to. Plato said that all learning is remembering. Yes, everything we've talked about, you and I have already known, but sometimes we forget it. I still so do. learning is about reminding you, reminding, doing your mind over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing we said here is new. Nope. And, it's, and it's, constant. Yeah. it's constant. It's I, constant. I could finish this interview and go out in the world and be an asshole and catch myself and be like, damn, I just did that again. And but, it's you, always, but, but, but you just caught yourself. Yeah. See, that's the difference in consciousness. You caught yourself. You were awake. Mm -hmm. I just did something I shouldn't have done. Yes, I did it. I caught myself. Whereas some people, they don't have it. Mm. They haven't tapped into it. They can't see it. They keep doing it. That in itself is something great to be grateful for. When I did the 12 steps for codependency, and those 12 steps are powerful, there's a saying, we're looking for progress, not perfection. So it's not about being perfect. I'm never doing that again. It's about catching yourself when you're all point. Mm -hmm. 
It's not about perfection because there's no such thing. The progress is I caught myself. Hmm. Absolutely. So uh, it has been a pleasure. It's been great catching up with you, man. I missed you. I thought about you, brother, but I knew we would get back. I know you. I, I read your. I read your emails. I read your thing about you were trying to do a do format and getting people. I think I may have answered one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but I knew we would get back together. I was just moving. No, oh. but one of those things. I know. I know. I've been doing the same thing too. You, you just did it. Yeah, yeah, and I had all these boxes and books, and still got boxes. I still do too. And, after like six yeah. months, <laughs> and we're still. I'm going to go upstairs and. There's some people up there. We got a guy. He's doing the bathrooms. One guy is putting up a bookshelf that we bought from Ikea and it broke. So they sent somebody out. But uh, I'm grateful because I'm living the dream. We bought a house in a market that was way over our heads. We found something we could afford. Yeah. that's the story, brother. <laughs> so yeah. we'll talk again. You got it, man. And uh, before we wrap it up, where's the best place for people to find you and find your books? Thank you, brother. Uh, Amazon, all five books. You can write me at uh, michaeljscarter.com, my email. I have a Facebook page, just Reverend Michael J. Carter. And uh, I will answer you. And... Uh, my, my 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 mailing address email is Michael J S Carter, J S and Jerry S S and Sam Carter at gmail.com. In September, which I will be talking with you way before that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be in Flint, Michigan, at a UFO conference there. Awesome. Uh, haven't done a conference since before COVID. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Kathleen Martin is going to be there. Some other. Uh, I love her. She's yeah. fantastic. Yes. You got to come to New York, man. I will call you when I come back up. I just did a show with Peter Robbins yesterday. And, uh, uh, yeah, I haven't been back. But I will let you know when. I love it there. You know, I was there for almost 30 years. I know. (laughs) I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. (laughs) Oh, I got a question for you. This is off the subject. Do you get, do you stream TV stuff? I, I use Sling, yeah. Okay, do you have Hulu? I can download it, yeah. Watch The Godfather of Harlem. Okay. It's the best show. It's a little go- it's about Bumpy Johnson who was a a gangster in Harlem. Mhm. And his war and his associations with the Italians. Hmm. Forrest Whitaker's in it. It's a lot of actors that you know. It's great. It's like The Godfather, mm-hmm. only it takes place in Harlem. Because <laughs> Bumpy Johnson out. was a real character. Yeah. Yeah, you know, during the time of the Apollo, this is taking place in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you'll thank me for it. I'll definitely if check you like it out. The Godfather. Yes, I love The Godfather. Me well, too. Of course, my last name is Cacciolillo. <laughs> hey, man, let me tell you. 
you will love this series. I, I mean, I'm hooked. I think they did three seasons of it. Wow. And it's based on, you know, it's, they take it license, obviously. But Bumpy Johnson, he was a gangster up in Harlem. And uh, he existed for in real life. And he died like of heart disease or something. But uh, he was a force. Hmm. And how he stood up to the five families. And, and, and some of them he became friendly with. And, um, you know, there's the usual love stories and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But uh, it's called The Godfather of Harlem. You will love it, brother. Let me know. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Okay. Awesome. And I'll put those links to your books on the website. And thank Please. you. And it was wonderful catching up with you. All right, man. Listen, keep the faith. You too. Thank you. I'll talk to you. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you.